when I drive down that farm lane, I feel like fulfilled. I feel like I'm living my dream and I'm so passionate about what I do. Welcome to episode one of the Local Line podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories, practices, and lessons learned from farmers, food suppliers, chefs, and everyone in between for all things food. My name is Matt, and I'll be your host today. This morning, we have Catherine from Vibrant Farms, which is a certified organic farm located in Baden, Ontario, just outside of Kitchener-Waterloo. They've been organically raising grass-fed beef, pastured poultry and pork, and turkey for over 30 years. Today, she talked about how she got into the business, her view on the organic certification, and she shares some useful tips on how she gets her product in front of her customers. So without further ado, this is Catherine's story. For our listeners who don't know what Vibrant Farms is all about and what you do, like, how would you describe that in a couple sentences? I would say that Vibrant Farms is a co-op of a few farms, and we raise uh, organic grass-fed beef and poultry mm-hmm. and uh, eggs from poultry. Yeah. And um, we are also a marketing company for these farms that we work for, so... Mm-hmm. They raise the meats and we move them for them. I'm going to dig up an old post out of the archives that I found on Facebook. Okay. Um, It was written by you in March of 2014. Okay. Uh, And it says, I'd like to thank Melissa Bear for her support, coaching, and encouragement to feed my family healthy foods. And as a mother, to take care of me too. It's so easy to put yourself last and take no time on yourself. I've learned so much from Melissa and have taken significant strides to better the health of my family and myself. And I sleep better at night knowing that I'm feeding my family and caring for the health as best as I can. And that I have an awesome coach willing to willing and able to help me whenever I have questions or, or issues arise. So thank you, Melissa. You're making a difference in lives. So that was from March of 2014. Did you start off as a customer? Or Yes, I did. <laughs> What's the story behind... Okay, so, you know, it's interesting you asked this because the other morning I woke up and I said, how did I go from being woke up by radio celebrity morning show hosts Mm -hmm. looking for a contest sheet to being awoke by a farmer asking me to sell his chickens for him? So that's just a taste of my journey right there. I worked in an office for many years um, as an administrative executive assistant, uh, among other roles in media especially. And then I quit all that. My husband was traveling, and we moved to Wellesley, a small town uh, north um, northwest of KW, and um, quit my job and was going to stay home with my kids and uh, get off the treadmill of life. Uh, My husband was traveling, and so I was enjoying uh, learning how to take care of my kids, uh, give them a healthier life. Um, So that involved learning how to make bone broths and doing some nice, good cooking from scratch, you know, at home, uh, providing healthy meals and so on. And then I thought, I'm surrounded by great farms out here. How do I find them? So somehow I found Vibrant Farms and I started slowly buying a little bit of meat. And my husband wasn't really sure if it was worth the extra money. Uh, So I had to get him on board and we slowly started uh, buying that meat for our family and the eggs and so on. 
And um, one day, Melissa posted on a Facebook group that she, well, she's the founder and owner of the business side of Vibrant Farms. Her father, Dennis Bear, is the farmer, the main farmer at Vibrant Farms. And um, she posted she needed some admin help. And I thought, hmm, might be nice to pick up a few hours here and there. And that sounds interesting. So I, I started working with her, just doing some simple data entry. And uh, one day she came to me and said, look, I want to go away for a year. And I was like, where are you going? New Zealand. I'm like, no, no, you can't go away. I've just started getting this healthy meat for my kids. What's going to happen to the business side of the farm? And so I said, look, show me the ropes. Show me what I haven't seen as part of the business. And uh, she taught me everything she knew in about a month's time before she left. And um, I've been running the farm as her business manager for at least three years now. And so she comes back periodically and we can communicate with technology. Um, and I love what I do. It has definitely changed my family, how we eat, uh, how we view the food industry, the decisions we make um, around food and in general in life. I've learned so much from that family. Mm -hmm. And I love every minute of it. And I'm doing this job because it's a passion. I feel like not only am I helping my own family, I'm helping others live healthier. That's, that's awesome to hear. What, a, what an interesting background and way you get into farming because I think usually you see a, gen, a generational type influence. Like mm -hmm. you get it from your father, their father, your father got it from that father. And so it's interesting for you to kind of come in midway through your life and be like, hey, I'm going to drop everything yes. and I'm going to join this thing. Exactly. So <laughs> what were the biggest things that you learned, you know, coming from a radio and media background and picking up farming, what are the what are the unintuitive things that you oh learned about? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, quickly I learned that I didn't need to wear a full suit and high heels to the farm. <laughs> I needed to uh, to dial down the wardrobe and uh, become a little bit more casual. And um, I would say I love my new office, which is chickens and cows mooing and. Uh, the smells of the country and the farm and the wide open space and the peacefulness. That's my new office, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> awesome. When we were preparing for this interview, you know, one of the, the main thoughts that came through my head um, as I was doing a bunch of research was, wow, this business and this person really cares about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and you could tell, like, the level of standard that you have with interactions with your customers, mm -hmm. um, the level of care of providing a really nutritious product. Um, it's shown through, obviously, the product itself, the website, the marketing. Um, it really shines through. So what about this particular business and this lifestyle inspires you to care so much about running it? I think just having children to start with and wanting to provide um, not just healthy food, but a healthy world for them in the future, uh, for future generations. Um, I think that's part of it. Um, and when people come to the farm and I see how disconnected people are from 
their food. Mm -hmm. We had a university student come out and say he thought brown eggs were brown because they paint them. And I thought, I wasn't really sure if he was serious, but that's the disconnect. It's not just little kids, it's adults that are disconnected from where their food comes from. And so just to be at the farm and customers come out, I like to make sure that they're getting an experience, that they're learning when they're there. They're not just coming out, here's your meat, buy. You know, do you want to see the chickens? Oh, do you want to pick a chicken up? Do you know why this egg is brown and this one's white? You know, things like that. I want them to connect and to learn. I've seen it with my own kids where my son would show other kids how to milk a cow or pick up a chicken or where, where to go to collect the eggs. Um, yeah. And I just think that's so important. Um, it helps my kids make better decisions. It helps other kids learn and um, adults as well uh, learn a lot about their food and why, why it's um, important what your animals that you eat eat. <laughs> so what they eat eats is very important. Uh, one, one situation is um, when my husband, when I started working on the farm, he was not, he was a little bit skeptical about yeah. organic food and, you know, is it really better? But once he saw our children's health, where they didn't get colds and flus and earaches constantly where others around us were, I think then he really got on board and thought, okay, there's something to the, the organic, the clean um, the clean meat, clean eating, as a lot of people refer it to, uh, no hormones, no antibiotics, non-GMO feeds, mm -hmm. those sorts of things. I think it's it became more tangible. Okay, this makes a difference. This is real. And when I hear customers' stories, when they come in and say, we're eating this way, and these are the differences we see in our lives and in our children or in that's really that kind of makes me think wow this this matters <laughs> so that makes me become even more passionate about what we're doing absolutely uh, on your site there's this really interesting quote where it says you want to make sure you get the maximum access to nutrients because after all you're not what you eat you are what you absorb and assimilate and I think that's what you're referring to yes, in that, right definitely for mm -hmm. sure I would say that Dennis Bear has been farming at Vibrant Farms. It's his farm. Mm -hmm. He's been farming certified organic for 30 years now. And uh, he made the switch. His, his father was a conventional farmer. And Dennis made the switch 30 years ago when his daughter, Melissa, was born. And he had started hearing back then about non-GMO or GMO foods and so on and all the chemicals on the fields coming out. And he made that conscious decision. He did not want his children consuming that. So he, back then, when it was not cool, <laughs> not trendy <laughs> to be organic, he did that for his family. And now his wish is for everyone to be able to access healthy foods. And so... I think that's what um, we're trying to do. He'd been farming that long, and then Melissa, about seven or eight years ago, had went to university, and she came back to the farm and decided, we need to make this accessible to people, so direct access from the farm to the consumer. So that's uh, very much how we sell uh, the Absolutely. meats, right, to 
people. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's it's interesting what you guys are trying to do by going directly to the consumer. Um, in the note you had made earlier about people being so disconnected from the food. I think one of the bigger trends in food in general right now, especially among consumers, is this idea that meat is bad for you. So a lot of consumers are really interested in learning more about what the practices of the farmers that they get their food from. Some of that includes organic or grass-fed. Are, are one of these certifications better than the other? What are the differences and, and how do you think about that? I think people just need to really get in tune with their values and what is what is a priority for themselves. So just because a farm has organic certification does not necessarily mean that what they produce is better than a farm that doesn't have organic certification. An example of that might be a farm has had clean soil, pesticide-free, and followed all the organic certification uh, guidelines to get to that point, criteria. And so for three years, their soil has been clean, say. That's an example. And then there's another farm who has had clean soil for 30 years, 20, 30 years. But they don't have that paperwork that says we've been uh, inspected by a third party and we done the paperwork and we've paid the big fee that goes along with that, that might just be a decision that they decided that was not something they wanted to do at that time. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that one is better than the other. Um, you are better off, in my opinion, to talk to the farmer and ask them questions about how long has the land been clean, uh, pesticide free, um, no spray. Um, and ask questions because I think that will give you a clearer picture than maybe a piece of paper. Um, some people will want that piece of paper, will want to know that, that a farm has been inspected and is following this, this, and this, and has checked off all these things. That's great. I'm not saying anything bad about being certified because we are. <laughs> we think that our customers you know, like to know that we've been inspected and we are doing all that. It just is a bit of a uh, confirmation or um, lets them know for sure we're doing that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, this other farmer across the road or wherever isn't producing as healthy a meat or a healthy as, as healthy a vegetable. I would say it's so important to know your farmer. Talk to them about, well... Are your cows outside at all? Are they in the barn all year round, 24 hours a day? You know, are your chickens able to get outside or get some sunlight or move around or are they in cages? So those are the kinds of questions I think are most important. Um, like asking the farmer, being able to, we're surrounded by so many great farms across across this area in particular. Um, that we can go out to our farmer and talk to them and ask these questions. And that's so important because then, say, I think that it's really important that chickens are pastured and running around in the sunlight and eating worms and um, all that <laughs> healthy stuff. Then if the farmer can, you know, reassure me, yes, that's what his chickens are doing, 
I'm more likely to buy from him because I feel like his values align with what I'm looking for, what my values are. It doesn't, it doesn't mean one farmer is necessarily better than another. It's a personal opinion, a personal what's aligning with your personal values and asking the farmer questions, the whole know your farmer, know how your meat's raised. It doesn't um, mean that all farmers in Canada are, you know, sticking chickens in cages. It's not, you know, that's not as common as some people might think. Um, most farmers are doing a great job and, and raising happy, healthy animals. Uh, but I think it's important to talk to your farmer and, and ask questions. Whatever is important to you, ask, you know, how long has the soil not been sprayed? Or how are your chickens raised? Or what are they eating? Those sorts of things. I think every farmer is working hard and doing their best to provide, you know, the best they can for, for consumers. So if you say all beef is unhealthy, all beef is full of antibiotics, all beef is... Um, got horrible toxins in it. That's not really a proper statement to make. You can't make a blanket statement like that because I know that the beef vibrant farms, the animals are not vaccinated because of how they're raised. They're in a closed herd and they don't need to be vaccinated because there aren't viruses and diseases being introduced all the time from other animals being brought in because there aren't other animals being brought in. They don't need the antibiotics. They don't need the hormones. They're growing them slowly, humanely, so they're not stuffing them full of, you know, corn or candy or whatever. They're eating healthy and the farmers are giving them time to grow um, especially with chickens even, if you stuff them full of corn fast, their bodies aren't, their bones aren't growing as fast as their, their weight is mm -hmm. growing and they're dying of heart attacks and can hardly move by the end. Mm -hmm. um, that's not very humane. <laughs> so, you know, to have your chickens running around on a pasture and rationing what they eat at different times in their mm -hmm in their growth period and I mean that's a lot more humane. Um, with the grass fed I know that the fats that are in the meat it's leaner but I know that the fats that are in that meat are not toxic fats those are going to be healthy omega-3 you know fatty acids and fatty you know essential fatty acids in there. I know that there's way more vitamin E, vitamin A, um, in those, a lot of beta carotene. Um, the the meat is in general a lot more nutritious, nutrient dense mm -hmm. than just conventionally raised meats would be. Um, and of course, when you don't have antibiotics and hormones and all those things yeah. being introduced into your body from meat, um, that's definitely going to result in you being healthier mm -hmm. as well. You listed off so many of those benefits, yes. right? <laughs> There's more, I'm sure I'm <laughs> missing too. <laughs> um, and all of that really does justify, you know, the extra few dollars that you might pay per pound for whatever food product that is. And one thing that I'm curious about is how do you convey that to consumers these days? You know, like you had said it before, your your husband was weary about mm -hmm. like, do we spend the extra money on, yes. on this type of beef versus others? You know, 
Vibrant Farms has been really successful getting your product into households and yeah. repeat customers. How do you market that to to someone who doesn't know about all of those health benefits? Like, what are some of the ways that you did that? A big part of it I promote is quality, not quantity. So quite often, um, I'll be cooking steaks, and my son will say, how many steaks do we each get? And I'm like, we're all going to share one or two steaks. We're not all each having a huge steak. So, I mean, that to me, we spend our money, and this is what I tell other people is, you know, maybe have a smaller portion of meat. That does not need to be the main focus of your meal. So having a little bit of meat protein and and the quality, the taste difference alone of our meat. Um, I mean, just enjoying that that smaller quantity and it then it doesn't become such a huge part budget of your meal. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that would be one. And and also the whole health benefits, of course. Um, you're not hopefully going to be buying prescriptions and things <laughs> as often because you're healthier. Um, then you're getting more nutrients into your body and your body's able to absorb those nutrients too. I, one thing that frustrates me as a mom is when mothers will say and be proud that they buy eggs for two dollars at a farm and they just assume those are as nutritious as any other egg where i'm like but what are those chickens eating what kind of care are they getting if if a farmer's charging two dollars a dozen for eggs it just makes me think yeah, ask those questions because I know we charge five a dozen for eggs, but I know the intentional um, way of feeding and the, the hand mixing of the organic feed that they add flax supplement, they add a non-synthetic mineral supplement. I mean, all these um, things that they do intentionally to make sure that that egg that you eat is as nutrient dense as possible. Mm-hmm. To me, I want to pay the $5 a dozen because to me, that's getting the most nutrition out of food. I mean, you can eat $2 eggs. That's fine. And maybe the farmers are treating them the same way and feeding them the same way, but that's not very sustainable for the farmer. They may not be in business too long. So that's a whole other thing is, you know, you want your farmers to be able to raise the meats and the chickens and so on in a sustainable manner that they can, you know, continue to do this for us too. What are what are some good principles that other farmers who take really who really put a lot of quality into the practices they have? Like what are some common business things or business principles that they should be thinking about to make it economical for them to not only provide food at scale and service a lot of people, but also make it so that you know they can have a business that, that runs efficiently. I think something that I realized when I came in helping Melissa was that you need to run the business as a business. I mean, just because you're a farmer doesn't mean you shouldn't you know, know if you're making money and, and be aware of your costs and your expenses and your revenue and all those things. And that's something I think 
that I helped Melissa with was to set up more processes and uh, tracking things and setting prices based on what is this actually costing uh, the farmer? What is it costing the business part of Vibrant Farms to market and to um, get this product to uh, the consumer? All those pieces you need to consider when you're setting your price uh, in order for us to be a sustainable business and be able to continue to offer our products to consumers and wholesalers and, and whoever that might be. Uh, if you're cutting yourself short, there, you know, if you're doing free deliveries all over the place and you're charging not enough for what you're putting into that, raising those animals and the butchering, the transportation, there's so many costs along that, that chain. Uh, you're not going to be sustainable and you may not be in business for <laughs> too long. So, yeah, some people will say, oh my goodness, that's so expensive per pound for ground beef. I can, you know, get it in the grocery store a lot cheaper, get it from this other farmer way cheaper. But for us, we know what we're doing. We know we're being very intentional about how we raise the animals, how we feed them, their nutrition, uh, all of that along the way. We know we're sending them to an abattoir that is um, animal welfare approved. We know the animals are treated humanely from beginning to end. Uh, we pay our drivers fairly. We pay the farmers fairly. Uh, all those things are important on both sides. Yeah. To the consumer, I think as a consumer, you want to know that uh, that everyone's being paid fairly, mm -hmm. that every that the animals are being treated humanely, um, what they're eating is you know top quality. All those pieces you want to know. But on the other side, the farmer needs to have you know proper pay and the driver and so on to make that sustainable all the way through the chain. What's the thing you're most proud of working with Vibrant? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, professionally, I guess the growth that we've seen um, and part of that is working with local line. I mean, that's the next step is, um, is some of our processes and uh, the online store and just making things more accessible for our customers and also to work more smoothly and the whole the whole picture delivery everything mm -hmm. um, what am I most proud of I think is when the farmer looks at me in the eye and says that I'm helping other people live healthier lives mm -hmm. and I forget that some days mm -hmm. I think it's just I'm doing a job but when I see him say to me or any, you know, one that I'm working with, do you know that you're changing people's lives? They're learning. They're becoming educated about what they're eating, what they're giving their families. Um, you're making a difference. Mm -hmm. And and I when I see that in people, I see that in my own kids, um, that makes me even more passionate about what I do. And I love it. <laughs> Every part of it. My uh, business card says, Director of All Things from Farm to Fork. And I That's do a little bit of everything. I don't farm. <laughs> I don't have to do the chores. But pretty much from getting that animal from the farm to the abattoir and back, 
and to the consumer, I do everything in between there. And uh, yeah, I would say right now I'm living my dream, uh, even though I'm not wearing high heels and a business <laughs> suit anymore. When I drive down that farm lane, I feel like fulfilled. I feel like I'm living my dream and I'm so passionate about what I do. And I hope that that is reflected through, through what we do at Fiber Farms. And I'm glad that I can work with some great farmers uh, that have been doing great ecological farming for many, many years. And I'm so glad I can learn from them as well. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'm taking that part. <laughs> um, many of the listeners that we have on this podcast are generally farmers who are really, really great at their craft, right? They're grazing land. Definitely. Producing amazing jellies, Definitely. creating great sauces. Uh, they're all passionate about creating that great product. And I think at times it's easy to forget to provide a really, really amazing customer experience yes. for, for the people who buy your product. And so on your side, you know, you talked a little bit about letting people visit the farm, yes. see where it's coming from. What are some things that allow you to provide really great customer service, and how do you get your customers to keep coming back? Um, well, a lot of customers will come back because of the customer service. Um, it's not just the product you're selling. You're selling an experience. They're coming out to the farm. Uh, you're you know, chatting with them. You're showing their kids the animals or them the animals, the gardens, whatever's out there. Um, that experience and that customer service, making sure that when they leave, they're leaving with the right order and the, you know, all the bits, the bones, the pieces that they requested, um, they're going away happy. Um, that's a big part of it. It's not just, um, oh, I'm here to pick up my meat, you hand it to them and they leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. What's one thing you wish consumers uh, or people in general understood about farming that they don't understand today? Oh my goodness. Not just, I don't, not even just organic farming. Just farming overall is hard work and it's 24 hours a day. I feel like I see the farmers working. It's not a nine to five job. Um, just like how much goes into what they're doing like how it's not just grass the cows are eating the farmers plant intentionally plant certain kinds of grasses that have deeper roots that um, get more nutrition out of the soil and so on for the animal things like that um, just all that work and cost that they put into building shelters for the chickens so that they don't get eaten by weasels. Um, all those things, yeah. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it behind the scenes and a lot of expenses, a lot of long hours. Is there a particular business or person that you look up to when you think about what Vibrant Farms can be or aspires to be? I'm going to say the one that probably a lot of local farmers would say, um, Polyface Farms in the U.S., Joel Salatin. Uh, they have a lot of really unique and creative ways, um, buying clubs and different um, 
marketing tools and different ways that they get their product out to customers. Um, I like to follow what they're up to um, and see what how they're doing things. I also have read some great books. Uh, there's some really good ones that have just come out about the farm office and how to market uh, your meat and your products to customers that uh, cover things like email marketing, online stores, like e-commerce, um, all the, you know, creative ways of getting your uh, awareness built so that people recognize your farm and so on. Uh, one thing that we do that's a little out of the box is I like to think about where are our customers? Where are they hanging out? Where are they going? So we've partnered with a naturopathic clinic and they're one of our drop-off locations where in the city where people can pick up their orders. And it's a natural fit. Their clients are looking for what we sell, so they refer people to us. But not only do they refer customers to us, people can pick up their order in that office at their appointment. So, I mean, those are natural fits. We've done some work with CrossFit in Kitchener. CrossFit is similar to like a, a gym, a fitness gym. So obviously a lot of bodybuilders and people who are athletic really like the lean protein of especially the ground beef. And there's a lot of CLA uh, in it that helps build muscle and so on. So just partnering with, like thinking outside of the box, who, who should I be partnering with? How should I, who should I be marketing it to? And just thinking of different ways to reach those people. Um, we're looking at uh, developing a corporate program and we'll probably just pick one to start with and try it out. So finding a corporation that has you know, quite a few employees and maybe offering them a weekly or bi-weekly uh, order drop-off spot so that they're at work and Friday afternoon they take home, you know, a few steaks or a couple dozen eggs or some fresh honey from the farm or, you know, those sorts of things. Making it accessible to people. I think that's one challenge that we always struggle with is you know, a lot of small farms may struggle with this, how to get your product to the consumer if they don't necessarily want to drive to the farm. Because mm -hmm. a lot of farms aren't, you know, centrally located, perhaps. <laughs> They're out, you know, a few country roads. takes people a while to get out there. And um, they might find it a lot easier just to go to their uh, local um, store or their, their naturopath clinic or their gym or whatever and pick pick their order up there uh, when it's right in their neighborhood. So just trying to think outside the box about ways to get your product to people and make it more accessible to them. Awesome. I have one more question for you. Sure. <laughs> what would Catherine today tell Catherine three years ago when she first started at Library Farms? This is going to change your life. Get ready for the ride. <laughs> it's a journey. It is. I'm on a journey. And um, 
I always say that to people um, when we're talking about health, their foods and things at the farm. You can't change overnight, right? Like, um, as a family, we started buying a little bit of, you know, organic food, and we slowly have introduced more of that, and we try to make as healthy choices as we can for our budget and for our family and for where we're at. And it's all about a journey. You're learning constantly about health and and um, and food and where it's coming from. And there's always new scientific data coming out that you want to consider about the nutrition of foods and you want to be conscious of how they're raised. All these things, I mean, it's so much to learn. There's just so much information out there to digest. And um, I think we can't change overnight. And I think that's another thing with the budget thing mm -hmm. is you do what you can with what you have and you make the best choices for yourself and your family for where you're at. Absolutely. Yeah. In addition to Vibrant Farms, are there any, are there two, two or three other farms that people should know about that you maybe respect and, and, and would like to, to highlight? Um, I would say there's a few out there. One um, would be a, a farmer that I worked alongside uh, selling some of his chickens and turkeys when he was first starting out, and that's um, John from Five Chicks. Uh, five chicks and a farmer <laughs> near New Hamburg area and to see how they've grown and um, it's exciting to see. Uh, another one would be uh, Lapel Organic Farms in Petersburg area and uh, they do raise their animals in a very similar way that, that we do as well. So um, there's a lot of synerg synergy there as well. So it's, a, it's an awesome way to end the podcast. Um, if anybody wanted to learn more about what you're doing, um, how can they keep in touch with you? I would say our website is our uh, most resourceful option. It's at www.vibrantfarms.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.